If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Cavalry Audio. All right, welcome back, beautiful people. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Daniel. And thank you so much for all of the positive feedback that we've gotten. Thank you to the listeners for taking the time out to spend your uh, time with us. Hopefully you're learning something good here. And uh, today we've got, I think, a very common issue that needs to be talked about. And we've had a previous uh, podcast that kind of talks about the surgical aspect, but really... Today's uh, topic is going to be thinning hair, what now? And this is a problem that affects men and women, Mm -hmm. young and old, and there are so many new treatments. I mean, a lot of things that have been mainstays for years, but there are some newer things, and we want to kind of talk to you about everything. Um, There are different causes for it, Um, so we'll kind of discuss all of Everything that has to do with thinning hair. Now, if you have major hair loss, we did have a, a full podcast on hair transplantation, mm-hmm. single follicular unit. We're not going to go over that again, but you can refer back to that and listen to that one. Yeah, I think um, you know it's such a common issue. And uh, we just recently had a, uh, a photo sent to us from a 17-year-old male that started having male pattern baldness. So obviously, the first thing that you want to look at is, do we have any genetic issues? Do we have any uh, hormone? Meaning, are, is it passed down from, uh, from the family? Um, we also look at hormonal changes to make sure that there's nothing new, uh, certain medications and supplementations, and stress. Stress is such a huge issue. Um, and so, you know, these are, these are things that we can look at. I mean, obviously, if we talk about alopecia areata, it's an immune-mediated uh, disease, and we can talk about treatments for that and things like that. But we're really kind of focusing on, um, you know, and I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say we're just focusing on male and female uh, pattern balding. Um, but the idea is if there is a clear-cut reason um, then some of the, the treatments that we'll talk about may not necessarily work. Um, and so, uh, you know, as far as scarring alopecia, well, listen, if you have a scar on your head and we've lost hair, injecting with PRP or, you know, giving some uh, supplements or things like that are not necessarily going to work. Absolutely. You know, if you get a major burn to your scalp, mm-hmm. things like that, um, th- th- they won't help because when it's scarred, that hair follicle is, has been completely killed. And, and really, um, it's very difficult to make 
that hair follicle that's not there anymore mm-hmm. regrow. Um, you know, the, the, I think we should just kind of step back and be like, okay, what are the most common causes of hair loss? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really comes down to being hereditary. And that's something that, you know, we always see people when we, we look at them and say, hey, your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, it is, a, it is an X-link hereditary kind of thing, meaning it, that it should come from your maternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, however, again, there are variations of this, and, and this, this could be passed down among generations and skip generations. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that, that's really the most common. Definitely. Then, Moving along, there are other kinds, and like Dr. Lakey just said, there are medications that cause it, and we'll kind of go over a list of possible medications that Mm -hmm. can cause it. Um, Stress definitely is an issue, and sometimes, interestingly enough, I was speaking to a hairdresser the other day, sometimes using different types of hair dyes, using, um, you know... Different hairstyles. Exactly, can cause it. And and the one last thing that I kind of want to hit on that people don't realize can really, really cause receding and hair loss is something called traction alopecia or mm. where you take your hair male or female long hair and you really put it in a very tight ponytail a tight bun or wear a hat backwards all the time what you're doing is you're pushing the hairline back dermatologists love to to really get get on people when they when they put their hair in a really tight bun or anything mm-hmm. like that. So these are little things that ca- can cause these. So if you're listening and, and you've got a little girl that loves to put their hair back in a tight ponytail, it's okay, but try to do, limit it as much as you can because over time it can cause problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's interesting to note that the hair itself has a particular cycle of growth. So there is the antigen phase, which really is the hair follicle building and growing and lengthening. Then there's a catagen phase, which is kind of a plateau phase where the the hair itself kind of breaks down a little bit within. And then the last stage is the telogen phase where the hair falls out. Every day we lose about 50 to 150 hairs a day. That's normal. And our goal is to try to keep you closer to that 50 number as opposed to the 150, because believe it or not, that'll make a difference over time. So... You know, when we look at, again, there are autoimmune alopecia totalis, uh, where you lose hair everywhere. Um, You know, we have alopecia areata, which is an immune-mediated disease. But really, one of the most common things is telogen effluvium. That's where hair falls out. It's usually due to stress or, uh, you know, an external factor. And it's usually self-limited, meaning um, that it will be temporary. Remember, each hair cycle is probably anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks. And so the, the idea is for you know, hair to fully regrow, sometimes it can take three hair cycles. So uh, we talked about uh, different medicines. So listen, we're not talking about antigen effluvium, which is for chemotherapy, because that's just where, you know, the hair itself fractures and, uh, you know, the hair rapidly falls out. But we're talking as a common everyday hereditary and stress uh, caused uh, hair loss. And so the first thing, you know, when someone comes to us, the idea is we need to evaluate to make sure what's happening. We have to you know, ask them lessons. And if we listen to a previous podcast with Dr. Reside, we talk about taking care of a patient first and listening. And it's one of the main uh, you know, factors 
in being a plastic surgeon is you have to be a good listener because we can come up with a plan all day long, but if you don't listen to the what really bothers the patient, it's an issue. So, um, and this is really to help us elucidate where the issue is coming from. Someone comes in, you know, even my own wife, she say, she'll say, I don't know what's going on. I've noticed clumps of hair coming out in the shower and it's very unnerving and disconcerting for someone. So we're going to kind of run through our evaluation process, where we start, what the options are, how they work through their mechanism of action, and then we can end on our hair transplantation, which is a previous podcast. Yeah, and and, and, and we'll talk to you about, again, and, and different treatments because uh, there are simple ways to treat some of these problems and some of the problems require a lot more um, complicated treatments um, because there's a lot more that's causing it. We have some exciting news on the Beverly Hills MD front. As a thank you to our loyal podcast listeners, we've created a special text offer for 20% off site-wide on any of our skincare products at beverlyhillsmd.com. All you need to do is text the word podcast to 33961 to get your 20% discount site-wide. By signing up via text, you agree to receive recurring automated promotional and personalized marketing text messages from Beverly Hills MD at the cell number used when signing up. Consent is not a condition of any purchase. Reply help for help and stop to cancel. Message frequency varies. Message and data rates may apply. Visit attn.tv forward slash Beverly Hills MD forward slash terms.html for terms and attnl.tv forward slash p slash four P-E for privacy. Just text podcast to 33961 for 20% off any of our skincare products at beverlyhillsmd.com. Plus, you'll get a special access to new products, exclusive sales, and more. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. So, when we talk about certain medicines, um, you know, listen, we're not talking, again, we're not talking about, uh, a, 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 you know, chemotherapeutic agents. We're talking about oral retinoids. So people are trying to improve the, col- the quality of their skin. Listen, you've got cellular turnover that occurs, sometimes oral retinoids. Now, this is not topical. So, you know, again, for all of you guys who have a retinol solution at home, you can breathe a sigh of relief. But oral retinoids can sometimes do it. Oral antidepressants, some individuals, it may thin their hair. Oral anticoagulants, people on warfarin, Coumadin, um, you know, sometimes there have been associated reports of people with thinning hair. Oral anticonvulsants, people who, you know, unfortunately have uh, seizures, sometimes the medicines can do the same. There are some of the beta blockers. You know, for people who have high blood pressure, and so they're put on beta blockers. Or if you decide you're going to take them every time you speak in front of an audience, you know, again, you have to be cognizant of the fact that sometimes when we take medicines, they have some uh, consequences. Antithyroid medicines, so methimazole, PTU, uh, uh, you know, these are two medicines that, again, uh, you know, turn, uh, turn down the thyroid. And so that leads to brittle and dry hair. Some arthritis medicines, obviously some of the immune-mediated ones, etanercept and things like that, but also meloxicam. Uh, There have been some reports of reducing hair. 
and allopurinol. Uh, this is a medicine that's used to treat gout, can sometimes lead to thinning hair. So again, if it's not to say that you can't take these medicines, but the idea is you want to get behind it or ahead of it. Uh, sorry, you, you want to get ahead of it by knowing exactly what you can do to help reverse some of these issues. True, exactly. So, so number one, you have to see the cause. Mm. So first thing we want to do is, again, you want to eliminate any external causes. So like Dr. Lake, you just said, the list of medications. There are infections, there are fungal infections, there are uh, sexually transmitted diseases. There are other types of infections that can cause these problems as well, mm -hmm. um, but they have different types of symptoms. And th that's where you, you, know, you, you get into, when you see the patient, exactly what you said, really listening to what the history has been. Has it been something that's been a sudden onset? Is there burning or stinging that's associated with the hair loss? Mm -hmm. Is there intense itching? Is there uh, you know, burning or tenderness where you have the hair loss? Because each different type of symptom can cause a different type of hair loss. Um, or do you have just bald patches? Sometimes that's very common for, for you know, either a, a fungal infection or it could be areata. So mm -hmm. again, these things you really need to have are, are redness, swelling. Um, even and having, the treatments are going to be very different. If you have a bald absolutely. patch and you have a fungal infection versus alopecia areata, treatments are going to be completely different. And so that's where taking the history, listening to the patient is extremely important. And, and, and sometimes, you know, depending on who you see, if they can't really figure it out, they may take a biopsy of your scalp to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not very commonplace, but some people will do that. Um, and, and sometimes just clearing up a fungal infection will make the hair come back and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, instead of just immediately saying, oh my God, I'm losing my hair, let's get some minoxidil and, 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 and go get a hair transplant. It, finding... Again, the problem, psoriasis of the scalp, one last thing that I, that I should hit on, that can really cause scaly, itching, flakiness where you can lose patches of, of hair as mm -hmm, well. Mm -hmm. So these are all different signs or symptoms that, that are associated with hair loss. So I think <clears throat> what we'll do now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you some patient scenarios and we will run through what we recommend it's not that you have to do it. You don't have to use these products. Of uh, Some of these are our products. And so the idea is if we know that there's an issue and we develop a product that's for it, of course, we're going to use that on our patients. But I'm not in any means saying that you have to use this product. We just think they're pretty effective. And, and just, just one thing that I want to say, because I saw someone two days ago with, with this problem, their hair loss is very, very common. And... Like you said, your wife was in the shower and her hair was falling out. And, and I get phone calls from friends all the time saying clumps of hair are falling. There are a few instances where you really don't really have to worry much, okay? And your hair will regrow on its own. And these are the ones, you know, that can, that can really kind of regrow on its own and you'll be fine. One is you just had a baby. And, and what happens is when, when you're pregnant, your hair is the strongest it's all ever be. It's going to have the, the maternal hormones that are, that are secreted really make your skin, hair, and nails just as, as good as it can ever be. After that, you get a little bit of a rebound. It takes a few months and everything gets back to equilibrium and your hair will go back to where it was before. So I wouldn't really panic if you had a baby, you're in your postpartum period and your hair is falling out. It mm -hmm. will go back to normal. Um, if you were sick or you had a major surgery, sometimes people talk about anesthesia causing hair loss. 
Well, it might, but most of the time it's very transient. And after the illness, you'll be okay. Cancer treatments, like we talked about, mm-hmm. most of the time your hair will go back and it will grow really back to normal. One people, Some people will say, some oncologists that I know, they say, before you get your cancer treatments, shave your head. Um, it actually helps with your hair growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the alopecia areata, which is really your immune system, and we'll talk about that, that can be taken care of with steroid shots or a very new medicine that just came back, the FDA, which we'll talk about, and other things like psoriasis that we talked about. So if there is an offending problem that's causing it, if we get rid of it, your hair will grow right back. Mm-hmm. If it's hereditary, it's a different story. And let's go into that. Definitely. So, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a, an example of a patient that just came in last week. So this is a 33-year-old professional male came in and said, look, my hair is thinning. I kind of want to get in front of it because uh, I've seen, you know, my brothers and, and they all have thinning hair. And, uh, you know, again, it just, I'm, lo- I'm starting to lose some of my confidence. And it's not that I see a whole lot of it until I see certain photos in different angles because the flash on a photo, you know, tears right through a few, you know, a thinning hair and it allows the, the scalp to be seen. So, you know, obviously we ask questions. You know, it seems like it is going to be hereditary, but we ask some of the, the basic questions. So we want to know, are there any offending agents? Are you on different medicines? Have you tried new products? Have you noticed this has been rapid uh, or has it uh, been gradual? And so, you know, for this particular individual, I said, look, it's been gradual. I think I noticed a little bit when I was in college uh, and it's just slowly getting worse. So the options... You know, this is a very common example, uh, which is going to be different from another example we'll give you in a little bit. But so the first thing we say is right now there is no cure for hair loss. There's no cure. And we're working feverishly on it. But if you remember that cycle of the hair, so we have nothing that stimulates the antigen phase, the growth phase, right? But we do have something that can help slow down the cat, the catagen phase and the telogen phase. So if you now think about this, you're continually growing hairs. And if I stop them from falling out, your hair looks thicker, right? So the idea is let's stop the progression of hair loss. So I know that biotin has been used for decades on hair, skin, and nails, and, and we still believe that it plays a role. But there's never really been any... Uh, you know, unequivocal data that shows that supplementing more biotin will lead to more hair hair growth or or, or prevention of hair loss. Uh, But we still use it because we know that's an important cofactor. We also know that keratin is an extremely important protein. So uh, we do, however, know that there are a few substances, uh, and mainly in particular, what we'll be talking about is there is an aging hormone called dihydrotestosterone, or DHT. And we talked about this in our previous podcast for uh, hair transplantation. And as we age, that aging hormone tends to increase. So our DHEA, which is uh, another hormone, converts to DHT. We have uh, thinning skin, thinning hair, and brittle nails. So the goal is really to stop that. So let's say we, we provide you know, the nutrients, the keratin-like proteins, we provide biotin, which is a cofactor, and then we prevent a hormone from conversion into the aging 
uh, hormone DHT. So, um, you know, and that is in the form of a supplement. So many people take biotin, 5,000 micrograms. It tends to be the most common one that, that is recommended. Uh, our, you know, the product that we love the most, our product here is, it's a brand called Kintsugi. And the product is called Keranu, K-E-R-A-N-E-W. Now, imagine that this provides the nutrients, the proteins, um, and in addition, there are two different ingredients, saw palmetto and horsetail powder, that are plants that tend to reduce the conversion to DHT. So now, this is a supplement that combines all of those things. Um, so listen, if you want to find them somewhere else, uh, you know, I know there may be another product out there that has some of these ingredients, um, or there's, you can take four different pills and take out each one of these. Ours just happens to be one that's, uh, uh it's synthesized together. So you take the Karenu, you take two capsules daily with food, and you really start noticing over the course of four to six weeks, the reduction in hair loss. So that's the first stage. And we both take it every day. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's very easily tolerable. Imagine just taking vitamins. Definitely. Very simple. We hope you're enjoying this episode. If you'd like more information about our practice, you can check out our Instagram. It's PlasticsDocs, P-L-A-S-T-I-X-D-O-C-S on Instagram for more information. Dr. Daniel Poor and I will be back after a quick break. So then what would your next step be? Let's say someone comes in, we've given them the appropriate supplements, they've tried it. Are there any shampoos or topicals that you would use? Um, you know, I know minoxidil is a key word out there. but Yeah, you know, minoxidil is, is the old mainstay. And the, the way minoxidil works is it just increases blood flow, blood flow to the scalp. And that's really what it does. It, it's there to, to, to vasodilate the blood vessels to your scalp. So therefore, you have more blood to the hair follicles, and then you have more hair growth. It's been around for a very long time. It's so, so mainstay that it literally can go to the drugstore and buy it now. You used to have to get it for the dermatologist or prescription for it. Now it's there. Problem with, with something like minoxidil is, is that if you stop using it, then you may have a little bit of hair kind of loss or you may go back to, to where it was. So it's one of those things that people say you can shampoo with it um, or just put or spray it in your hair. Um, and it really, it's been there for a long time and it works really, really well. So there's not an, it, you know, there's no issue with it. Uh, people don't have side effects. It's, it's been a very tolerable thing to, to use. And it's something that's and as, as an adjunct to oral medication can work very well. Now there is something very similar that we offer um, that comes in a spray bottle as well. And I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, listen, uh, going along the lines of Kintsugi, so there is there a line of products that ultimately not they have a protein base called Kerastor, and then they have some of the cofactors that we're looking for. And then it also has, is, uh, it also has a new compound or active called Redensil. Redensil has been shown to do the same thing as minoxidil, but works twice as well. So <clears throat> this pro the product base has these three ingredients or actives in there. So again, anything that provides the nutrients um, and also 
allows more blood flow. This keeps hair in that uh, catagen and telogen. Sorry, it it prevents the catagen and telogen phase from occurring. So essentially, the hair stays in longer. So I, you know, I would recommend using these. So we have a supplement that works from the inside. We have topicals that work from the outside. The next step would be, listen, some people are candidates for finasteride or Propecia. There's a newer medicine called Avidart, which tends to have less of some of the untoward side effects, which can be sexual side effects and things like that. Um, but the idea is the this is a 5-alpha reductase uh, medicine, which, again, d- it blocks some of the conversion into that dihydrotestosterone. So it forces it. So that's where we really see that hair uh, stay in the the second plateau phase, so it doesn't fall out. And again, remember this: what, 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 what Dr. Lakey's talking about with with um, with finasteride, or what's the the trade name is is called Propecia, um, is to prevent hair loss. It's not going to help grow hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but the interesting part is, if you look at some of the studies and you look at some of the before and afters, by preventing hair loss, your hair grows. The rest of it grows, and then it looks a lot thicker. So, And Propecia's been around for a very long time, very easily tolerable. The one downside to it is that it can cause a decrease in libido for men. So the desire to have sex um, may decrease, and that's a very big deal for some people. So a lot of people really stay away from it. Um, as a woman, you can opt to take a medication called spironolactone, um, and that does something very similar, um, but for females to try to prevent hair loss as well. It's a medication that's also given to people that have a, what's called polycystic ovarian syndrome, mm-hmm. um, which interestingly enough um, has the opposite, people that have too much hair, um, especially on their face, and this helps with that as well. Mm-hmm. So the next step brings us into some of the fun things that we have available. So <clears throat> the 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 next lay, the idea, I mean, and, and listen, we can talk about red light therapy and all these things. They, they can all, anything to detoxify and, um, and help the system are always a great thing, okay? But what we do here in the office is something called platelet-rich plasma or PRP. Now, You have to imagine that at any one time, you have about 92% circulating platelets in your body, okay? These are the cells that are first on the scene. They call all the growth factors. They lead to, you know, especially if there's an injury, the platelet comes uh, and stops the wound from bleeding and sends a bunch of healing growth factors. So now when we draw your blood and we centrifuge it, now imagine... Uh, or I, sh- I should have, I-, I-, I misspoke. There's 6% circulating platelets. Now, when we centrifuge it, there's n- imagine 92% concentrated platelets. So we've got access to all of those growth factors. We don't need the body to send or call for it. We immediately inject it into the scalp. Now, the way we do it is we usually um, inject the PRP. We mix it with a 2% lidocaine. So as you're injecting, the scalp goes numb. You kind of do it around the entire crown. And that way, the entire top of the head is numb. And then we can inject a 1,000 times and you won't feel it. This whole procedure takes 10 minutes, guys. mm -hmm. And the idea is that we want to not only create the trauma in the area because that brings in blood flow, but we're injecting the platelet-rich plasma. And what that does, it calls all those growth factors, immediately helps with preserving 
hair loss, right? So, you know, again, we don't have anything that will grow hair, but essentially it preserves the hair uh, and, and keeps it from falling out. And there's and there's excellent studies done, especially out of Korea, because um, Korea is one of the plastic surgery meccas of the world. But mm-hmm. they, that shows that that this platelet-rich plasma have done regularly. I mean, we have our protocol. Other people have others. We like to do three sessions, six to eight weeks apart. Mm-hmm. Some people say do it every three months. But I don't think you know it. I don't think it hurts to do it again. Remember, this is taking your own blood. Imagine you're coming into the office. It's a tiny little stick like taking blood. It's about 10 cc's. You cycle that down. That turns into about five cc's. And then that is then injected into your scalp and you go on with your life. There's no downtime, minimal pain. And I'm telling you, like everyone I've ever treated comes back for more. And that's just the perfect example of the fact that it works. Because if it didn't work, They'd be like, okay, this is, this is no good. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So PRP is a very simple way. And, and you probably heard of PRP used for facial rejuvenation with microneedling called the vampire facial that, that Kim Kardashian made real famous years ago. And you probably heard of PRP used by athletes. Um, it's injected into joints. It's, it's injected into tendons. Kobe Bryant, when he tore his Achille, when he had his Achilles tendon rupture, had the Achilles tendon repair and then they took the tendon and lined it with PRP because they said it was going to heal faster. Reason for that is all the growth factors. All of these signaling molecules that are there that really help it, 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 you know, fix a problem that's there. That's what PRP is for. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason why we generally recommend three each six weeks apart is because we're trying to hit each of the hair cycles, right? So at any one point, you have a hair on your head that's in one of the three cycles. The goal is to hit each cycle, uh, you know, in that antigen phase to prevent the it from converting over into the catagen phase. So, you know, again, I think these it's a great option to start and to get ahead of hair loss. And again, if, you, if this is the one thing I, I want you to just realize, though, if you're if you have major hair loss, meaning you've completely receded, and there's areas that are completely bald, sticking PRP in there probably is not going to do a whole lot. So don't waste your money. Mm-hmm. This is for, you know, you're noticing you're thinning, you're n- noticing you're getting some hair loss. This is for that to, to really kind of, you know, get, get ahead of it before it's gone. You know, uh, something that's relatively new on the market, obviously it's a little more expensive, but we feel that it could provide an even more concentrated treatment is exosome therapy. So imagine the exosomes, they're the little micro vesicles within stem cells that carry all those growth factors. So imagine uh, even more concentrated than platelet-rich plasma. Uh, This is bypassing all of that and going straight to the little micro vesicles that have exosomes within them. So these are the growth factors that are delivered directly to the scalp. So um, there's new and promising data to show that exosome therapy will, you know, do even a better job than PRP. It just tends to be a little more uh, expensive because of the way it's uh, harvested. And then lastly, obviously, we know, let's say you've tried all these therapies, it's not working, then I'll refer to our previous podcast on single follicular unit hair transplantation. And, and yeah, and we talked about that and, and, and just go back to that. It's, it's really, truly revolutionized 
hair transplantation. Because back in the day, again, we used to take a big strip of hair out of the back of your head. And you've probably seen people walking around with big scars on the back of their scalp. Um, This is taking single hairs and and really making it completely inconspicuous so nobody knows you've had a hair transplant. Um, one one last thing I kind of want to hit on is is something called alopecia areata, um, which is a an immune kind of uh, immune disease in a sense that's causing patches of hair loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, the treatment, the mainstay treatment for years has been corticosteroid injections. You go to a dermatologist, plastic surgeon, and they put steroids in there, and eighty percent to ninety percent of the people really kind of respond well because of the fact that it's it's an immune problem and the, the steroids decrease the inflammation in the area. Um, I think about a month ago, something very exciting came out. The FDA approved its first systemic treatment for alopecia areata. Um, I felt like this was really interesting, so I kind of want to talk about it. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's something called Illumiant, um, which is a Janus kinase inhibitor. What it does is it, it in, in inhibits, and, and this is kind of very medical, so if you want to fast forward, you can, um, but it inhibits the activity of a, of a specific family of enzymes that interfere with the pathway that leads to inflammation. And this whole problem with, with alopecia areata is an, an immune reaction that's causing inflammation and that's causing hair loss. Mm-hmm. Um, they're saying that, that you take this for about a three-month course and a very, very high number of patients are having Excellent, excellent, excellent results. So this is something that you can kind of, uh, you know, talk to, to to your practitioner about if you have alopecia areata and they can put you on this medication. Definitely. So listen, for those of you who have thinning hair, you know that we have options out there. Uh, again, I, there are several uh, different supplements and topical products that can be good for you. Look for some of the key ingredients. Again, biotin, a keratin-like protein, uh, and then horsetail powder. We have uh, saw palmetto. Those are all things that can really help. And uh, you know they're uh, essentially over the counter, not from a pharmacy. So, you know, if you have any questions, definitely email us. Come visit us. We can give you more insight uh, uh, to this problem. Um, you know, thank you so much for listening in. Hopefully, you learned something. This is Forever Young. I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payment Daniel Poor. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Peace. From iHeartRadio, Forever Young is a Cavalry Audio Golden Hippo production. We are produced by Brandon Morgan. Josh Windish does our editing and mixing. Payment and I serve as executive producers along with Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. 